Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a great show for you today, folks, because we'll be pre- previewing the summer movie schedule and because popular film critics A.J. Hockery and Mac Bates are here to help us. Their goal, of course, is to give us some assistance in picking the cream of the crop from over 85 summer releases. Now, because Mac and A.J. never shy away from expressing candid opinions about everything cinematic, they make a perfect duo for this timely topic. And most of you know Mac and A.J., but let me just give you a a little rundown on uh, uh, their backgrounds. Mac is an Emmy winner. He's contributed freelance articles to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. And A.J., fondly known as also the Mad Movie Man, writes film reviews for a number of sites, including Real Talk Movie Reviews, Review Express, Classic Movie Guide, and Terror Tube. And he's also the founder of CineSlice, that's capital C-I-N-E, capital S-L-I-C-E, his own movie blog. I do want to remind listeners that the chat room is open, and uh, we appreciate uh, all of the listeners that do sign up for the the chat, and we also appreciate our two guests today, and I'm uh, very, very happy that they could both be uh, here today. AJ, uh, I know your time is limited, and so uh, we're going to put you on first, Uh, we're going to bring Mac in to say hi for you, but uh, are you ready to talk about summer films, AJ? I am. I was making my list of the movies that I was looking forward to, going through everything between now and uh, August, and it it was hard to pick a lot of these. You know, a lot of good-looking movies got uh, cut off because uh, there's just so many cool things, like Mad Max Fury Road and Inside Out. Like, those did not make my final cut of, like, my final ten, like, big movies that I'm looking forward to. So that's how jam-packed with great stuff uh, there there is this summer. Like, Like, the Pixar movie and then the crazy Cuckoo Bananas action movie got cut out. So uh, we're in for quite a summer, guys. I think we are. That's why I'm, it really has started out with a bang. And I, I should remind listeners that officially summer starts June 21st, but in the movie world, the uh, summer film season starts the first week and in May. And of course that got off to a big bang with, uh, with Avengers. And um, so let's, let's bring um, Mac in. I know, uh, as I mentioned, AJ, that you you can't stay for the whole show. So, but I wanted to make sure that uh, you and Mac connected here. So, Mac, uh, welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters. Uh, thank you, Betty Joe, for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be back. And we're always happy to have you here. And uh, I'm going to just toss out this first question 
and give it to AJ because I think it's our most important question today. Um, which 10 films uh, of the summer of 2015 are you most eager to see and why? All righty, my uh, t- list of 10 here. And these are the ones that, you know, haven't come out yet, like Betty Jo said. Uh, summer movie season traditionally starts at the first weekend of May, and uh, the first weekend of May this year, Avengers Age of Ultron came out, and that would have been like my straight-up number one most anticipated for the entire summer. Uh, I can't include it on this list because I've already seen it, and it but it really is uh, an awesome, awesome movie. Uh, I would rank it below the first Avengers, and even kind of below... Uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's still a really good time. But my ten movies that have not come out come out yet this summer that I am looking forward to, and this is in uh, no particular order, just in alphabetical order. Starting off with, you know, funny enough, Marvel. We have Ant Man, the movie that's uh, kind of got a long ways to go. It's gotten a lot of uh, bad press because of the behind the scenes shakeup with Edgar Wright uh, leaving the project after Ben. Uh, uh, hanging on to it for so long and basically uh, shepherding it into existence and uh, finding new director and rewrites and all this stuff. And people are kind of making fun of this one, like, oh, Ant-Man, like there's all these other characters who haven't gotten a movie yet, and here's, you know, this puny Ant-Man, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's going to be one of Marvel's uh, riskiest projects since Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think they've done a fine job of uh, letting the audiences know that this is going to be, you know, a more lighthearted uh, movie than uh, some of the other ones, and it's going to be more of a smaller scale one, even though it'll have plenty of superheroics and everything. Uh, it's going to be more of like a heist movie in tone, and it's self-aware. It's like, yeah, Ant-Man, I know that it's uh, a silly premise, but the movie's in on the joke and without being condescending or cynical. So I'm definitely looking forward to Ant-Man. It's going to be a really fun movie, I hope. <laughs> Uh, my uh, number two pick is uh, Dope. It's a coming-of-age movie. Uh, it's kind of set in, like, a post-hip-hop uh, community, these kids, you know, coming-of-age stuff. And I've seen uh, uh, previews for it, and it was a uh, big success, you know, at film festivals and everything. It just looks like a really fun uh, coming-of-age comedy drama. That's a little bit different than what we usually see. Uh, my third pick uh, this is kind of like the spot that I always uh, leave open whenever uh, Woody Allen has a new movie coming out in the summer. And this one is no different. He has a new one, Irrational Man, with Joaquin Phoenix and Emma Stone mm. and Parker Posey. Uh, very good, uh, talented group of actors where uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, I believe, plays a uh, college professor who's, you know, very morose and depressed. And Emma Stone's like the student or the associate, you know, who falls in love with them and actually ends up cheering up his life and changing his personality, but then he, like, becomes less interesting in the process, so there's plenty of uh, material there for drama and laughs and everything. Uh, Woody Allen, uh, his last year's movie that he did, uh, Magic in the Moonlight, was okay. It was a, definitely a little bit of disappointment, but disappointing, but, you know, he's been around for too long for me to completely, you know, give up on wanting to see a new movie that he does, and uh, this one's no exception. This one could be could turn out to be good, turn out to be bad. Hopefully it will be the former. So Irrational Man is my number three pick. My number four pick is Jurassic World, which had me at uh, Chris Pratt riding his motorcycle alongside his trained raptor buddies. Like, that right there, like, <laughs> yeah. that image alone is like, all right, I just just take all my money, here's my wallet, here's my cards, whatever you need, I'm <laughs> in. 
I, 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 I know I, I, I'm a big fan of this series, you know, the first Jurassic Park, since the first Jurassic Park when I was a kid, when my brother and I had to clean our room to be able to go see it, and it just blew me away. And uh, The Lost World, which was kind of underwhelming, but still had some cool stuff, you know, like the, the T-Rex rampaging through uh, the city, that was pretty fun. Even Jurassic Park 3, the much maligned Jurassic Park 3, I still got a kick out of, and this looks like it's taking things to a whole new crazy level, so uh, I I am definitely excited to see what they do for this one. Uh, my number five pick is The Man from U.N.C.L.E., the uh, long in the works uh, adaptation of the old uh, TV show. I remember Steven Soderbergh was attached at some point. It finally got made with Guy Ritchie at the helm, and we have uh, Henry Cavill and uh, Army Hammer playing the roles of the American agent and the Soviet agent who were forced to join forces to stop these uh, people from uh, blowing up this bomber doing uh, whatever evil deeds that they're up to. Uh, I was a big fan of the trailer, you know, had like a good 60s style to it, plenty of action, plenty of comedy and romance and all that stuff. It looks like a good, good, fun blend. Uh, Just a straight up entertaining looking movie. I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, My number six pick, uh, I would almost argue to say this would be my number one to see for this summer uh, after Age of Ultron, and that is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I Again, this is a series I've been following since I was a kid. I remember seeing the first movie when I was 11 years old in the theater with my dad, and that scene where Tom Cruise is in the vault, and he can't make a sound like that entire theater was dead quiet for like five minutes. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And I've grown up with this series and brought him and uh, seen all the other sequels with him ever since. And uh, this looks like to be in the same vein, you know, plenty of uh, jaw-dropping stunts, a lot of action, suspense, comedy, all that good stuff. So it looks like another astounding, really, really cool sequel. Uh, I'm glad this series hasn't uh, gone the way of the Dodo. You know, Ghost Protocol kind of resurrected things, got it some got some juice going in it, and it looks like Rogue Nation's going to be continuing the party. I can't wait to see it. <clears throat> My uh, next pick is uh, something a little more on the calm side. My number seven pick is uh, Mr. Holmes, which has uh, Ian McKellen as uh, elderly Sherlock Holmes uh, getting wrapped up in like one last mystery with and uh, forming the friendship with this little kid. You know, I like Sherlock Holmes stuff to begin with, you know, just anything with the detective's name on it, you know, I'm willing to see. And uh, this looks like it's going to be a different uh, approach, Not uh, definitely not as bombastic and action-packed as the uh, Robert Downey Jr. movies, but something a little more calm and witty and subdued, and I'm definitely up for something like that, especially when you have Ian McKellen in the lead, who could, who could read the yeah. phone book, including the advertisements, and still make it just absolutely compelling. So I'm definitely sure. going to see this one. <laughs> True. <laughs> My number eight pick is uh, Ricky and the Flash, which is uh, the return to uh, dramatic uh, fictional filmmaking by uh, one of my favorite directors, Jonathan Demme, who has made here, here. Documentaries, mm-hmm. documentaries the past few years, uh, like Neil Young, Heart of Gold, and uh, The Acronymist. And I think this is his first dramatic feature since uh, The Manchurian Candidate, where he's reuniting with um, Meryl Streep to uh, tell the story of this uh, woman who uh, became a rock star years, years ago, and now she's trying to, trying to reconnect with her broken family. It has a script by Diablo Cody. Uh, 
I, I believe uh, Kevin Klein is in it too. So great cast, great director, cool story. I'm definitely in for this one. Uh, my number nine pick is uh, Tangerine, a uh, drama comedy about you know uh, I believe uh, transgendered uh, streetwalkers, you know, uh, doing what they do and uh, trying to find this uh, find this guy that they're after. And I believe the whole uh, one of the uh, selling points of the movie is that it was entirely shot on an iPhone. I could be wrong. But uh, I believe that's what the one of the selling points is. But I've heard a lot of really good things about it. It's one of those uh, quirky, you know, independent movies that doesn't depend so heavily upon it just being different to sell things. You know, it's uh, very deep into character and very observant and witty. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then my last pick is the new sci-fi movie Tomorrowland. Uh, which is opening in just a couple weeks. It has George Clooney kind of about these uh, this community of inventors and scientists and all that stuff uh, living in this uh, separate world and trying to do what they do in peace. And then when evil forces encroach upon them, they have to fight back. Uh, it's uh, directed by Brad Bird, who did uh, many of the Pixar movies, uh, Ratatouille and The Incredibles, two great movies, and then as well as, you know, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. So he's definitely proven he can be as adept at making a thrilling experience in live action as he has in animation. So I am definitely looking forward to those. That's my 10, people. Wow. Wow, that is quite a list, AJ. I'm loving it. And uh, I have some of you, you have some of the same movies that I do on my top 10 list, but I know you said 15 minutes was about all you could give us today. And, but I'm wondering if you, uh, I think you've got a couple more minutes here and maybe Mac can just run through the titles of his and then we'll go back and, and Mac, you can talk a little bit about them, but if you could do the titles so AJ could see if you have some of the same ones that you have, would that work uh, for both of you? Oh yeah, yeah, that'll work. That's a yeah, that'll be fine. Um, okay, but in my top ten, I'll just run through it in, in no particular order, and we do share some in common. Um, and uh, so getting started, Mad Max: uh, Fury Road, that's on my list. Tomorrowland, Entourage, Spy, Jurassic World, Dope, uh, Irrational Man, Southpaw, Ricky in the Flash, and Straight Outta Compton. Okay, quickly again. Now that's Mad Max, and then what was your second one? Oh, Mad Max: Fury Road. Uh, second one was Tomorrowland. Third was Entourage. The fourth uh-huh. was Spy. The oh, fifth Spy. one was Jurassic World. The sixth, Dope. The seventh, Irrational Man. The eighth, Southpaw. The ninth, Ricky and the Flash. And the tenth, Straight Outta Compton. Ricky and the Flash. And the last one was? Straight Outta Compton. Straight out of Compton, and I'm just going to quickly go through mine, and then again, uh, when because AJ has to leave, but just so he knows, I have Ricky and the Flash, Pitch Perfect 2, Mr. Holmes, Spy, Minions, Tomorrowland, Jurassic World, Southpaw, Max, now this isn't Mad Max, this is M-A-X, uh, and then my tenth one is People, Places, and Things. So, A.J., you do see that we we uh, are thinking alike on uh, several of these films, right? Absolutely. You know, great minds think alike. 
That's right. That's right. Well, I, we're just so sorry that you, you can't stay for the rest of the show, but we really appreciate you. And thank you for leaving uh, your answers to some of our other questions that we can present to our listeners, even though you, you have to leave. And we're, we want to both congratulate you, Mac, and uh, and myself for your uh, very successful uh, play that you just finished. And tell our listeners again the title of the play. Uh, yep, the other day I just finished uh, the last performance of uh, Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike. Uh, it's been a, it was a great honor working with uh, this cast and crew in what was one of my most difficult roles that I've ever done. Not only because I was, I'm 30 years old and I was playing a guy in my late 50s, but also just the amount of lines is a lot more than I've ever worked with before. And uh, like usually I end up uh, doing uh, character parts where I can lean on like you know, a funny accent or just some sort of character type to play on to kind of get me through it uh, as a as my acting crush but this one was relatively grounded and down to earth so it was a challenge uh, bringing that character to life but you know with the guidance of my fellow cast members and the director I was able hopefully to pull it off uh, pretty well uh, just uh, to do justice to the show but it was a great performance and as I was uh, talking with Betty Jo before the show it's sad to see uh, see these people go that I've uh, worked with for over a month on this but then again i have to think to myself i'm going to be seeing these guys in just a few short months anyway on another show so uh it's, it isn't too sad i'm going to see these guys again and i'm glad to be work with any of them any any time and we should is it are you at liberty to give the name of the of the next show that you'll be doing Absolutely. There are other shows that my uh, that the company will be performing this summer, but the one I'm going to be involved in next will be in October, and that is the Adams Family Musical. So that would yay a musical. <laughs> okay. Well, that one I, I I may just have to teleport myself there to see that one. So <laughs> it's a musical. Well, thanks again, uh, AJ. We're just uh, so happy that uh, that you were here, and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Bye for now. All right, bye-bye. I'll make sure to listen to the show when it gets posted. Fantastic. Appreciate it. So, well, my goodness, the, these three lists that we have here, Mac, tell yeah. us a little bit about the uh, the films that, that you picked. You started out with, um, uh, with Mad Max Fury Road. Tell us why that's on your list. Oh, okay. Oh, I just wanted to reiterate something that um, – um, AJ had mentioned earlier, he mentioned a movie, Tangerine, on his list. It was indeed filmed on uh, the iPhone. Actually, they used three iPhones, three uh, three <laughs> iPhone 5Ss, just to, you know, just to get that out there for the listeners. Um, but as for my uh, list, I chose uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Normally, um, when it comes to sequels and, and prequels and reboots and uh, restarts, I'm kinda, kind of ambivalent about them because normally they aren't – they really don't live up to to you know the original film or the original series of films uh, that they're trying to uh, basically cash in on. But there's something about this particular property that is um, very appealing. Uh, the actors involved, Charlie Theron, uh, Tom Hardy, are you know two very charismatic, charismatic rather, charismatic actors. And um, I just the, the visuals are stunning. Uh, George Miller, who was the driving force behind the original Mad Max series is back, uh, but pretty much had the blessing of everybody involved with the original um, the films and, and franchise. And 
I just, you know, the trailer is stunning, and it really looks like it could take this property into new and interesting directions. And I think that they've got the right the right people on board with uh, with Tom and uh, Charlize to make that happen. So just, you know, in terms of just uh, eye candy and, and you know, uh, storytelling, you, you, I don't think you're going to probably, you probably won't find a, a more interesting film in terms of overall look and aesthetic and story than uh than uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. I think I think it might be one of those um films that uh kinda goes down in history as one of the the uh, more um um uh, successful summer films in terms of, you know, overall quality. At least at least that's what I hope for it anyway. Um, I hope this, so too. Uh, yeah, it just it, it it looks like it's a a terrific piece of work and I can't wait to see it on the big screen. Um Another film, movie that I'm looking forward to seeing this summer is uh, it, this is a guilty pleasure for me. It's uh, the film version of the HBO series Entourage. Now I have to give you a backstory on this. I didn't come to Entourage until late into its run. I really didn't start watching the show until about season six, and it lasted eight seasons. But once I started watching it, I got the I I just got it. I I you know really appreciated you know what the show was about the the camaraderie between the actors. You know, um, I just thought that, uh, you know, the show really had something to say. And, you know, a Discover show that late in its run and to really gleam onto it and want to go back and revisit the previous seasons, which I have. I've seen all all, all of the episodes. Uh, it's just got, it got me, uh, you know, hankering to see the film version to see, you know, um, the uh, the continuing adventures of, uh, of uh, you know, all the guys, you know, to see to see what they're up to nowadays, you know, Vince and, and Ari and everybody. And I, I think everybody who was a fan of the show is probably is more likely going to, you know, gleam, uh, you know, run to the theater and want to see, you know, uh, pick up with the boys uh, after I think they've been up there enough about three or four years. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what um, Doug uh, Ellen, who created the show, uh, who also wrote and directed the film, you know, uh, where where he places all the guys that now like you know Turtle and and drama, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they're what what they've been up to since uh, since they left the air. Uh, another movie on my list, Tomorrowland. Um, I picked it primarily because of the director, Brad Bird. You know, he's got a uh, he's pretty much uh, responsible for putting Pixar on the map. And this is his, uh, I believe this is his first live action film, if I'm not mistaken, as a filmmaker. And you know, I think obviously, you're right. George Clooney's. Huh? Hello? I think you're right about that. Oh yeah, and um, uh, this is you know George Clooney. He's a part of it. Uh, Hugh Laurie. He's also in the film. Um, you know, it's got an interesting uh, uh, story. If you've seen the trailer, it's you know, it's a uh, it's it's uh, kind of a, uh, a sci-fi tale for the ages, where you know, time and space kind of uh, you know come come kind of converge on each other in a very interesting way. So um, it's it would be interesting to see just just kind of uh, you know the how 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 sci-fi it gets. I'm basically I'm really interested in seeing just how out there it gets or how how earthbound it stays. And you know anything with George Clooney, um, you know obviously is going to uh, attract a lot of attention, certainly from the women, and uh, you know they're going to come undressed, mm-hmm. and uh, you know other guys are going to come out because you know they, you know the, he's he's a guy's guy, and you know a lot of people admire him as a you know filmmaker, man, um, icon, you know that he has become. So that's that's an um you know a lot of the reason behind why I'm interested in seeing it. And plus, it just looks like a really good film, and like I said, Brad Bird's involved. So anything with him, you know, you you can pretty much uh, take it to the bank. That's going to be. Uh, Interesting um, and worth your time. Uh, another movie that I'm very interested in seeing is um, uh, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. It's her third collaboration in almost as many years, really, with uh, director Paul Feig. I believe I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. Uh, he directed Bridesmaids as well as The Heat, and you know she uh, got her big break in Bridesmaids opposite Kristen uh, Wiig 
and uh, Rudolph, uh, Maya Rudolph, and then she went on to uh, even bigger success with uh, The Heat opposite Sandra Bullock. And uh, in this film, she plays a uh, CIA analyst who volunteers <laughs> to go undercover uh, to infiltrate a uh, a, a arms dealer and basically prevent um, uh, you know a, a global uh, catastrophe from, from happening. And it looks it looks exceptionally funny. The trailer looks looks like it's a riot. I haven't seen the Red Bad trailer. I've seen the uh, Safe for Work trailer. And if the Safe for Work trailer is any indication, the movie is going to be a laugh riot. And um, McCarthy, I think she's pretty much in the zone now. I know she uh, she's had a couple of movies out these past few summers, and all of them have been hits, including Tammy from last year with a right, Susan Sarandon, which it was it, that film wasn't so well received, but it was still a box office hit. So that's where it really counts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, the movie the, the movie might not be, you know, well worth about I think this is a return to form form for her. Uh, certainly following Tammy, you know, Vince Saint Vincent was a return to form and I think this is a continued return to, to uh, form, um, you know, back to uh her um her uh, heat and uh Bridesmaid's glory days. Um uh, another film on my list, Jurassic World. Uh, you know, when that first film came out, the first Jurassic Park film that came out back in ninety three, I was how old was I? I was what, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen? And I just, you know, that was just a movie. I remember the uh, the the clamoring for that movie. Everybody in their mother wanted to see that movie, and I was one of them. Went to go see it opening weekend, and it was a packed theater. And I just remember people's mouths were just agape. They were on the floor because nobody had ever seen special effects like that before. You know, it was revolutionary. And this movie, you know, um, um, all these years later, this this follow up, this follow up, uh, what twenty two years later. It seems to kind of parallel the original film in that it seems like it's going to take you into a world, into a place that you've never seen before. And, you know, special effects have come a long way in the 22 years since Jurassic Park came out in 93. And, um, you know, the sequels that followed, uh, uh, AJ had mentioned them, uh, The Lost World, that was the second film with Julianne Moore. And then they had a third film out with um, William H. Macy and Taya Leone, which was uh, rightfully uh, maligned. But you know, it's, it's it's one of those movies that's kind of so bad it's good. <laughs> yeah. World Three, it's one of those films that's so bad it's good. But um, this one, this one looks like it's so so good that you know you, you would hate to not see it. So uh, even if um, you know, sci-fi and adventure and action isn't your thing, I think I think there's something here. You know, even 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 for the person who's kind of burnt out on that, even you know, if you'd rather go see anything but this, I think, um, of all the films coming out this summer in terms of action, I think this is probably the one that you want to see, you know, in terms of uh, just sure, just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, you know, and hold on tight and hope that uh, you get out of live action. That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, That's one of the films that uh, AJ mentioned, and uh, Mm -hmm. now you've mentioned it, and it's on my list, too, so... All three of us have picked uh, Jurassic Park, and we've all three picked also the um, uh, Tomorrowland, and we've all three picked uh, Ricky and the Flash. So uh, we're, yeah, we're on the same wavelength on those on those movies, and the rest of them are kind of kind of different. But um, mm-hmm. you did have Ricky and and the Flash, didn't you? Yes, yes. I, I was actually going to touch base on that next. Um, Ricky and the Flash. I saw the trailer for that just a few days ago. I had uh, read things about it, but I hadn't seen the trailer in it, and thankfully they got it um, out about maybe within the last week. And I saw it, and um, again, Meryl Streep, um, there's nobody like her. There's absolutely nobody like her. Love her or hate her, that woman brings something new and interesting and diverse to every role that she undertakes. 
She's got different looks. She's got different voices. She's got different uh, vocal intonations. There's nobody out there who's doing it quite like she's doing it, and that's why she's the legend that she is. And even if the movie itself doesn't live up to what she brings to it, she brings so much to the party that she is in 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 uh, no no uh, uncertain terms the reason to go see just about any movie that she's in. Even if the movie itself is lackluster, chances are she's going to bring something to it that's going to make it worth your while. And Ricky and the Flash, you know, you've got Jonathan Demi behind the camera for the first time since um, uh, Manchurian Candidate, if I'm not mistaken, like uh, AJ mentioned earlier, and that's been a while. You know, behind the scenes of a um, directing a, uh, a fiction film as opposed to a documentary he's made documentaries in the year since. Um, you know, he's reunited with Meryl. You've got uh, Kevin Klein in the mix, and, you know, she and Kevin Klein are magic together. You've got her real-life daughter, Mamie Gummer, in the mix, playing her on-screen daughter. You have, uh, what, five- or six-time Tony Award winner, Audra McDonald, playing the the stepmom who, you know, she's got to kind of, um, uh, you know, walk on eggshells around. It's it's one of those films and one of those stories. And Diablo Cody uh, wrote the script. You know, she won the Oscar for Juno. It's just one of those films – that I think has got a universal message, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the actors, particularly Street, brings to it. She's, you know, she's um, playing a rock star, and I can, and I, I saw shades of uh, Cher, her good friend Cher, in that part. I certainly saw shades of Cher. I saw shades of Joan Jett. So it's going to be interesting. And you know, she, she's um, people might not know this, but um, she's actually admitted in the past that uh, she has a secret for every role that she's ever played that she doesn't tell anybody, and she's only made. Oh reference to one film in her entire career where she actually came clean about what the secret was, and that was Kramer versus Kramer. She said that the secret behind that character, behind, behind her, uh, her Oscar-winning performance in that film was she never loved Dustin Hoffman's character. That's how she was able to justify her character leaving his and their, and uh, leaving the son behind as well. And she's had oh, a secret. Wow. She's had a secret all along, you know, for every character she's ever played in you know, I would love to know. You know, if I have a meetup, I'm gonna like kind of like pick a brain, and try to figure out what, well, what was the secret for this character, what was the secret for that character, because <laughs> you know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like you know, um, stuff like that that actually inspires people. Because when I heard that, I was like, oh, I gotta, you know, if I ever get a chance to do something acting wise, you know, I'm gonna, you know, see if I can fit that in somehow. And I've had, I have done that. You know, I've played yeah, a couple of parts, and I've, yeah, I've actually come up with secrets I haven't told anybody else. So. In that in that vein, um, yeah, you know, she's the reason to see it, and that, that's the reason it's on my list. Well, that movie really caught my attention, and of course, because it, it does have some music in it, and yes, as I yes. mentioned, the musicals are in short shrift these days. But uh, that is number one on my list. I I just can hardly wait to see her as this rock musician, and of course, she can sing. She sings oh, yeah. beautifully. Yeah, she's so, yeah, she, she's so there's no years, doubt yeah. about her about her doing that. Well, no. I I didn't mean to interrupt, but I I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that there are these three movies that we all have mm. on have on our list. So, and yeah. we didn't get through. Uh, you had a, a couple of others that that were not on. AJ's list, I think, that you wanted to uh, talk a little bit about. So go ahead. Oh, yeah, another one that, um, well, we did have one more in common, uh, Irrational Man, the new Woody Allen movie. You know, Woody Allen right. at this point, he's pretty much an, he's an institution, so he pretty much gets a, uh, an end no matter what, even if the movie ends up not being all that great. I'm hoping that Irrational Man takes us back to the heights of, um, of you know, Blue Jasmine and, and uh, Moonlight in Paris. And sidesteps the lows of you know to to roam with love and um, last year moonlight uh, magic in the moonlight. Hopefully this will be the 
the Emma Stone uh, Woody Allen collaboration that'll you know be on par with say like a Vicky Cristina Barcelona. That would be you know really great if uh, he gives her that that part that everybody was like, wow, she was great. And then obviously she's acting opposite Joaquin Phoenix, a brilliant actor. He's been brilliant pretty much since uh, um, his turn and um, as a, as a, a murderous thug uh, and. Um, to die for opposite Nicole Kidman back in '95. So hopefully he he'll, he he's given both of them some some you know spectacular roles in that film. That's that's my hope. Um, another movie I'm looking forward to is uh, Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal playing a boxer under the direction of uh, Antoine Fuqua, who directed Denzel Washington onto his Oscar uh, win for Best Actor in Training Day. Uh, if you've seen mm-hmm. pictures, Gyllenhaal you know trained for quite a while to get his um, you know to get the right physique down, and he looks amazing in this film. And it looks like uh, you know they they got a hit on their hands. Um, and um, I believe my other film was Dope, which is uh, was a yeah. hit on the um, hit on the festival circuit earlier this year uh, from uh, director Rick Famuyiwa. He also directed uh, wrote and directed a film. Um, actually, it was the first movie to film in New York after September 11th called Brown Sugar years ago with um, Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan. And this film is a coming-of-age uh, comedy drama uh, um, set in uh, set in California. And it follows a, a group of uh, kids, um, young, young black uh, uh, kids uh, around. And uh, it looks it looks like it might be a um, looks like it might be one of the more interesting coming-of-age films. Uh, to come out of the pike in a while. Uh, the last really great coming-of-age film I saw was uh, this film called The Kings of Summer from a few years mm-hmm. ago. And um, I, I, it looks it looks like it might be on par with that. It looks like it might have some uh, uh, replay appeal. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed that it, it will. And I believe, yes, I, I think that I think that covered everything, I think. Did yes, I mention straight out, straight out of Compton. I... Oh, I almost forgot. Straight out of Compton. Am I <laughs> I'm glad I, I didn't forget. Straight out of Compton, it's um, a uh, big screen biopic about uh, NWA. I can't say what NWA is. Uh, you know, Google it. Uh, it's this um, rap group from the late 80s, uh, early 90s, where Ice Cube got his start. Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., that's Ice Cube's real name, O'Shea Jackson. His son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., plays him in the film. I, and um, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to see uh, if it's going to kind of walk the traditional uh, film biopic route, or if it's going to kind of toss it up in a way where it's it um uh you know plays plays a little bit uh, plays it a little closer to the vest, you know, or uh, or um you know it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together and how truthful they are, because you know uh, when it comes to big screen biopics. They obviously, they obviously had to play around with things for dramatic effect, but it's gonna be interesting to see how much is you know based in truth and how much is you know um, heightened for the film. But um, I'm intrigued, uh, you know, just to see the overall product, and I'm also intrigued to see uh, uh, Ice Cube's son to see if he's got uh, the same chops that his dad does, because his father made a very memorable film debut in uh, Boys in the Hood back in 1991, and has yeah. been acting you know ever since, and you know he was phenomenal in that film as Doughboy. He gave a performance like you know, you would you would have thought he had been acting his whole life and that was his first film had never taken an acting huh. lesson before in his life and he was magnificent and it's going to be interesting to see if uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. has a uh, has that natural acting ability that his father does yes what a diverse list you've got here and uh, I do have spy this, uh, the same film that you had on your list that I'm really really eager to see and uh, Southpaw also, uh, for the same reason that you you have, but uh, I'm just looking at my list to see because the time's going by. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to yes, I'm just going to mention 
um, uh, a couple that were not mentioned by you or by AJ. And <clears throat> Minions is one. I don't know why either neither one of you mentioned Minions. Everybody loves Minions, so I'm going to oh, put yeah, Minions yeah, on yeah, mine. Yeah, I can hardly oh, wait. And then uh, Max, which uh, I mentioned, is it's about a dog who helps the soldiers in Afghanistan and then has a traumatic experience and comes comes back adopted by a family. And I just, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for any movies about dogs or horses, so that had to make it to my list. And uh, the only other one that uh, I have that that's uh, one that neither one of you have mentioned, is a film called People, Places, and Things. Oh, and the reason I have that on my list, it's a comedy starring one of the funniest men alive, I think, Jermaine uh, Clement from um, Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. And he plays a lonely, you know, kind of a lonely guy that uh, this young gal tries to fix him up with, the, with her uh, mother, and the young gal that tries to fix fix the mom up is played by Jessica Williams. She's so funny on The Daily Show. She's just <laughs> hilarious. And her mother is that great actress, Regina, is it Regina Hall? Regina King, I think, is, is, her, is her name. Oh, and okay. it looks, oh. And it looks like it's going to be a terrific uh, a terrific uh, movie. And we don't get to see Jermaine Clement too much any anymore since... Uh, uh, Flight of the Concords. Well, I think HBO is running, is repeating some of those. So, mm-hmm. listeners, if you've never seen Flight of the Concords, be sure to to take a look at that. Yes, Let's definitely. just go quickly to the very quickly to the other end of the <laughs> to yeah. the other extreme, and we owe our listeners to tell them about it, uh, any movies that we are kind of dreading. Um, and um, and maybe why and uh, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed with AJ because he picked uh, uh, Pitch Perfect two, which is on my list as uh, one of the movies that I really want to see. And yeah, here's what he me. left with his answer. He says I disliked having to watch these characters act overly mean and awful to each other the first time around. So round two sounds like nothing short of torture. So he's he's that's the one that he's. That's the one that he's dreading. He's also dreading masterminds and pixels and poltergeist and, and sinister too. So he's got he's got a few that he's dreading. Are there any that you are dreading? That, yeah, uh, dreading um, to see. Yeah, um, I can't agree with um, uh, Picture Perfect too. I love that first movie, but uh, the ones I'm dreading: uh, Terminator Genesis with uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Excuse me. Um, I, I've been done with the Terminator franchise since Terminator Two. I think T Two was the perfect capper for that and all the other ones since I refuse to watch and this will be another one that I refuse to watch so I'm not even so much dreading it I'm not even going to watch it I'm going to just bypass it but if I had to watch it I would be dreading to watch it but the one that I'm dreading to watch that I probably will take in is uh, Judd Apatow's um, upcoming film Trainwreck with Amy Schumer I, I I just I don't get the appeal of Amy Schumer I've seen her comedy specials I've seen her at um, uh, different um, um what do you call those? Uh, uh, roast, you know, roasting people, and I, I just don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand why people think she's the, 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 you know, best thing since sliced bread. So yeah, that's those, those would be the two I would be dreading this summer. Poltergeist, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway dreading it, but I'm also halfway intrigued. I'm gonna see what the critics have to say, and, and then if you know, it gets enough positive ratings, I'll check it out. But if it gets enough no's, then I'll be like, yeah, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of feeling sort of the same about that. But I, 
I had to, I just, you know, I just went, uh, oh, no, when I, when I saw that the, the new Fantastic Four mm-hmm. uh, movie is coming out, and it doesn't have Yoan Griffith in it, and oh. I just don't want to see Fantastic Four without Yoan Griffith because I thought he was so great as Mr. Fantastic in the first yes. movie. Oh, so was, that's yeah. the one that I'm, that I'm really uh, dreading to see. I probably will go uh, just so I can gripe about it, I guess. I, but, but they did put Miles Teller in, and he is, uh, you know, he, he was so great in Whiplash. I, I better keep an open mind on yeah, that. Well, I cannot and, uh, believe that we, it's, we only have five more minutes, and we had so many more things that we wanted to, to cover. But do you have... Um, uh, anything that you would like to to add, just just briefly before I have to give my wrap up here. I just the time went by so fast. Oh yeah, well um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh, Lily Tomlin and Grandma. Uh, I heard some good things about that performance. Uh, she uh, could very well end up getting her first Oscar nomination in uh, over 40 years. So that would be interesting if that if she pulls that off uh, this year. And um, I know we wanted to talk about um, uh, your, what, your, what was your favorite summer movie uh, of all time? My favorite summer movie, just to you know, keep it short and sweet, a Speed with uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Good. I, I anticipated the movie from the moment I saw the trailer about four months before it opened up, and uh, everybody kept, kept talk, you know, calling it the bus movie. And everybody was like, we want to go see the bus movie. We got to see the bus movie with Keanu, and we went to go see it. And everybody was like, wow. Not only yeah, was it the wow. bus movie, that it was, was that movie. That was, summer, it was a really great that film. That was one of the best summer movies. And, yes. and that's, a, that's a good one because I, I'm picking one way back in 1964. One of the best uh, summer movie releases ever was was Mary Poppins. And I oh. I see our time is almost up, and I want to – Thank you and AJ for being such terrific guests again today. And wanted wanted to thank also the people who signed up for the chat. We had Kat Vecchioni, my my uh, Wackett friend uh, from uh, World Talk uh, Rock, uh, as part of the the Wackle Network. And also we've had uh, we've had uh, several people that have come in and haven't haven't identified themselves, but I also want to give a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for all their support, and to Nikki Starr for everything she does for Movie Addict Headquarters. I hope everyone enjoyed the show, and I would also like to recommend um, a couple of other shows, Comedy Concepts, hosted by the hilarious Nancy Lombardo, right here on Blog Talk Radio every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time, as well as the Mom and Pop Shop Show, hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger, on Dreamstream Radio, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. I hope you'll remember to check out our film review reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Well, that's all for now, folks. So let's go out with a hit song from one of the best summer releases of all time. It's Mary Poppins, and I bet you know what the song will be. <laughs> it's super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. <laughs> 
Cause I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me now that week told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word that saved me ain't a nose The biggest word you ever heard and this is how it goes He traveled all around the world and everywhere he went. He'd use his word and all would say there goes a clever jet. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and we'll be off the tea. Woo! Dukes and Martin Rogers, it's the Amazon. Even though the sound of it is something quite a So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just coming up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> Super 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 Super